What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. In what would, what should be the lead story across the board on all of the major news networks, on every major newspaper, and is not, is that a man was arrested near Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home, not just with a weapon, a variety of weapons, burglar's tools, and other items that implied he not only wanted to kill, assassinate the justice, he wanted to kidnap him and, and do who knows what. This man apparently went to the, went, was going to the home of Kavanaugh in the wee hours of the morning, saw a couple marshals and panicked and then turned himself in. This is insane. And this was a 26 year old man who was motivated by liberal politics. He said that he was concerned about what might happen with Roe v. Wade because of the leaked draft. He was concerned about these mass shootings. And uh, he said he wasn't thinking straight. You know, it was uh, not that long ago we talked about a, a survey that came from the Southern Poverty Law Center that showed of all the demographics between Republicans and Democrats, young and old, it was young Democrat men. 44% favored the idea, the idea of assassinating politicians they thought were causing harm to, to democracy or the country. And then it's not even a week later, we have this story. And you know what the craziest thing is? The group that doxed the homes of the justices, Ruth sent us, announced they will be returning to his home in violation of the law. And Merrick Garland has done nothing. So do you blame me when I'm like, yeah, I think there's going to be a civil war if there's not one already started because you have people breaking the law with no, no consequence. And I, and this is exactly what I warned about. If you don't set the boundary, you come to the pro, you, you protest the justice's house, we arrest you, you get a slap on the wrist, you go on your way. If you don't draw the line there, they escalate it. And this is exactly what just happened. And once again, Merrick Garland will not be enforcing the law against these people who are in clear violation of it. So I, I, I can only make assumptions as to what happened. So we'll talk about that. We got a bunch of other stories. We got this, uh, uh, Chetsa Boudin or however you pronounce his name. Soros-backed DA in San Francisco has been recalled. Whoa. He's gone. People, uh, they actually like it when their laws are enforced. San Francisco has become a mess. There's poop everywhere. There's shoplifting. There's mass raids on stores. And then the House just passed what many people are calling a symbolic gun control bill that is just absurdly unconstitutional, raising the gun age or the age to buy a, a rifle from 18 to 21, which just on its face is a violation of the Second Amendment. This probably won't go anywhere. I think even Mitch McConnell said it, it's not going to happen. We'll talk about that. We've got to talk about these books in schools because our guest is actually taking action on this. Joining us today is Tommy Altman. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah, my name is Tommy Altman. I'm running for Congress in the 2nd District of Virginia, which is my hometown. Uh, so, you know, my wife and I were born and raised there in the district. We grew up in Chesapeake. And um, and honestly, man, it's an honor to, to run and work to earn the votes of people that we grew up with. Um, and it's it, honestly, it's just been a lot of fun. It really has been. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. We're just in a crazy time in the world right now. And, uh, you know, I just tell people, hey, man, go out, go check out our website. It's TommyAltman.com if you want more information. Um, I'm a special operator serving on the ground in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, yeah, and so. 
And now yeah. you, you got, you, you, I think you won what? A couple of lawsuits against these, these lewd books? Yeah. So, um, it's interesting. And so we've came to our attention that some of these books that are so sexually explicit in our school libraries. And, um, you know, of course you go to those school boards and people are trying to get them taken off the, you know, the library books, the bookshelves and, and there's people getting thrown out of the, 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 uh, school boards and telling them, you know, Hey, you can't even read the books in here and everything else. And I'm like, so finally I was like, well, I started looking at the, what's the other side that I'll do. They've always been taking us to court for the longest time, and that's how they win. So I said, man, let's take some action. There's got to be legal action. If we can't go through our elected officials, we got to be able to go through the judicial process. And so, yeah, we sued regarding two books. Uh, one is Genderqueer. It's the most controversial book in all the United States. And then the other one is The Court of Mist and Fury. And so one is uh, one's heterosexual, one's homosexual in nature. And so this is simply we're, all we're asking for. We're not asking to ban the books. We're simply asking for parental rights to be restored. So for parental consent to be given for minors to view sexually explicit material. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all that, too. That's really, really interesting. So so cool. Thanks for joining us. Yep, we also thanks. have Luke Rakowski. Hey, guys. I came here with one very simple message, and uh, that is that inflation is theft. And if you agree with that message, uh, you could also get this shirt in many different uh, ways on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. There's also a big discount for members on lukeuncensored.com. Thanks for having me. This should be a very good conversation. I'm excited to get into all the craziness that's only going to be amplifying and getting a lot more crazy from here. You need to, like, sneak on that shirt and the fed somewhere i know i have my like slogan Ooh. hidden somewhere but yeah. end the fed definitely definitely <laughs> is, a, is a maybe sleeves yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll, you know we'll repeal see. the federal reserve act there you go that's one step absolutely last night was uh it was kind of a rough a rough psychological night after the show i was like really kind of thinking like for the first time the inflation thing was kind of coming home and i thought yeah it does feel like 1928 kind of like uh from a broad scale and like I, I, we got to make sure we every, do everything in our power not to become like the Nazi party because that didn't happen yeah. immediately. It was like a 10-year process of like uh, going after the other, blaming other people, political prisoners, right. taking the guns. It's just – even like talking about Democrats. Talking about the le- – like we should not come down on the left because that is what the Nazis did. They came down on the other. We got to be careful that we do not start othering people. I think you have it backwards, Ian. It's, I just – whatever the direction it's headed. <laughs> it's the Democrats are trying to seize the guns. It, what, it's the Democrats who are voting in lockstep for I know. It's not, a, it's, the, it's not an exact replica the of the past. Censoring. The past is only a blueprint. We just yeah, got to make sure – we need to tell sure. them to stop being Nazis. Of course. Of course. And we need to live the example so that they follow our example. What's up, I, don't, I don't know if there's a path out of that, to be completely honest. Man, it is terrifying. Two sides clashing, an unstoppable force. It's, it's, I sure hope, though. It's, Honestly, I mean, that, that's why I'm running. I sure hope there is. Yeah. Otherwise, the, the only alternative is violence on the streets. Yeah, and right. so, I mean, having... Which has you know, already been happening for right, years. Right, but... Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's the side that actually uh, does not advocate for violence, doesn't like guns and everything else. What I'm really worried about is, are the people that are comfortable with violence then taken to the streets that's when things really would get bad so i mean having been overseas and, and seen violence in the streets in other in other countries i don't want to say I, I think a better way to put it is i think antifa loves violence i think these these far-left extremists love engaging in it but they're not good at it no i'm saying yeah. they're not good at it though the issue is when <laughs> the warriors actually decide to to come out and that's when things get crazy oh yeah but we'll, we'll talk about that in this first segment we also have lydia yeah i'm gonna try to keep us from getting super black pilled tonight hopefully it'll be a great night excited to hear what tommy's been up to it sounds like a really positive change i'm looking forward to it before we get started head over to timcast.com and become a member to help support our work as members, you get access to exclusive segments from this show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. This is the Timcast IRL after dark, not family friendly version of the show where we say really all <laughs> we swear a lot. After and hours. We show things that people we talked about, you know, the other night. It was really bad. We were like two nights ago. I think we were talking about. 
the child abuse, what's going on with these mm. drag queen kid things, yeah. where there's like a photo of a kid with a nude adult man. Like, this is the kind of stuff that um, people need to, people need to hear. But that's what you that's what you're help, you're helping support our work, calling these things out, exposing what's going on, and uh, you will also be supporting our infrastructure. We work with Rumble because we want to get away from big tech censorship and become more resilient. And you're supporting our journalists. So head over to TimCast.com, sign up. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's get into the first big story. Breaking news. Breaking news from earlier today. Armed man who wanted to kill Brett Kavanaugh arrested near Justice's home. California man was in possession of a gun and burglary tools. The man, 26-year-old Nicholas John Rosk of Simi, Simi Valley, California, was carrying a firearm, according to Fox News. He also had burglary tools. The federal affidavit filed against the would-be assailant states Rosk was in possession of pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, a crowbar, duct tape, and a tactical knife, in addition to a Glock 17 pistol with two magazines and ammunition. Sources for the Post claimed the man was angered over a leaked draft of a February Supreme Court opinion that could possibly signal the overturning of Roe v. Wade. They indicated he was also upset about the recent spate of mass shootings. Mm. This is clearly... (laughs) modern Democrat liberal politics motivating this guy to try and kill a Supreme Court justice. Now, I want to show you this. This is the Southern Poverty Law Center's uh, uh, poll that came out one week ago. Section four, partisanship and violence. Total approval for, quote, assassinating a politician who is harming the country or our democracy. Shockingly, younger Republican men, one third of them agree with that. Younger Democratic men, 44%, the largest group support political assassinations. Now, I know it's bad because we have this young Democrat-minded individual who is apparently attempt He's charged with attempted murder. Right. That's it. Charged with attempted murder. Young Republican women were at 40% right. in support of assassinations. And young Republican men at 34. Young and Democratic women. that's what I talked about earlier. You know, oh, that's, right. that's the other side of the aisle. That's what it, that's the, the concern, honestly. You know, I mean, you talk about but violence in the streets. It's, it's probably dangerous. it's probably why young. The reason I would say young Republican men are probably of young the younger demographic, the least likely to support. The, well, they're not young Democrat women were the least likely. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Well, but I would yeah. say one of the reasons younger Republican men are are on, lower in support of this is because many of them may have actually seen violence. Many of them oh, are yeah. veterans. Absolutely. But that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's the younger group of people. You know, it's not the older group. So it's the, the next generation coming up that they're so frustrated with our political system right now that this is what they believe the alternative is. And it is. If people aren't being heard, that is the alternative for sure. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. That's what you see it all the time. Well, as those are revolutions come from. Another aspect to understand here is that the younger generation is more emotionally unstable. 
is more likely to be in poverty, has less ability for uh, upward uh, economic mobility, SSRIs. and has and, SSRI, and is being dumped with f- big pharma medicines yeah. on top of having uh, not harmonious relationships with uh, partners. So when you add all of that up, you have the perfect recipe for radicalization. Right. Because if you look at what's been happening in the Middle East, you see a lot of guys who are not intelligent. IQ is also going down here in the United States. That's also a correlation with violence. So is poverty. So is relationship status. You see all of those factors going down. So politically, we are prepping the next generation of the youth to be violent people, especially when you look at the mind control that's happening on big tech social media that is pushing them to these radical ideas by censoring free speech, by censoring debate, and only allowing echo chambers to be heard, radicalizing individuals towards their political opinions even further, which is extremely dangerous. And to me, this is all being done deliberately, a part of a divide and conquer agenda. So people fight each other rather than look at the true culprits of the problems that are being created for them. Yep. I would agree with that. I, I talk about it a lot, actually. One of my favorite days um, in my lifetime is actually September 12th, 2001, hmm. the day after 9-11 when, you know, we're still reeling in pain. Everybody's in shock uh, compared, you know, at, because of what happened. But in that time, you know, the images that were coming out, people were covered in ashes from the towers and everything. It didn't matter what color you were. It didn't matter who you voted no. for in the last election cycle. It didn't matter what your you know, gender was or what religion. You were an American and we had your back. And that's what we have to get back to. If we don't get back to that, then what are we going to do well, as a nation? I was there in New York City. The dust went into my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I, I also, you know, I think we should be careful. After that, we also went into, you know, Iraq. We went into Afghanistan. We got ourselves into a mess. There was a lot of cohesion. There was a lot of patriot, patriotism. But the political parties inside of the United States used it for their own personal advantage, helping the military-industrial complex, leading us astray with our foreign policy, creating a lot of devastating situations that I think, you know, we sh- we're looking back on were absolute mistakes that we relied into. If, so if we could, I was there too, actually. I lived yeah. in there and uh, I remember hanging out with everybody on the 12th and sitting out at lunch, just talking and, and feeling it like making eye contact with people walking down the street. Right. I want that without the tragedy, sure. without yeah. the devastation. We don't need to scare people into no. that. But there was a cohesion. There was an energy. We're in this together. You know, you know, my friends, my family were a part of this. And, and you looked at your neighbor, you saw someone that was, you know, a, a part of your country because, you know, the, the whole idea was we were attacked. We need to come together. So there was a lot of strength in that moment. And there was a lot of, you know, amazing things that could have happened. But I, I just, I just think, you know, we always got to be also careful in those moments as well. But the Federal Reserve system, it, it's a form of attack. Inflation is a kind of theft, like you said earlier, Luke, and it's not a joke. Yeah, and, it's and the largest tax. If, if people felt the, that attack, like, like September, 11th, I think there will be a lot more of unity uh, around it as a form people, of national defense. Well, they're going to start feeling it. When people, they go to the can only, but people can only understand for the most, the average person only understands single layer issues. So they say, why don't I make enough money at my job? Or, or, or they say, more importantly, why can't I afford to right. buy gas? And what do you get from the average you know, millennial or particularly millennial females who vote Democrat? It's because I'm not being paid enough by my boss. Right. That's not the case. That's no. not the case. And so they say, we need to raise the minimum wage. And you say, okay, that's layer one. What's layer two to that proposal? Increasing the minimum wage results in just generic inflation across the board. And it, and it creates only a temporary relief that doesn't actually solve the problem. Yeah. But you get this about six is months. <laughs> if that, if that. Yep. And so, you know, you, you try to explain basic economics to people. The, the, the minimum wage is completely meaningless. Yep. Completely. What matters is how much can you buy for the equivalent of one hour of labor? 
So they say, well, then we should pay more. But that number doesn't mean anything because when you just make everybody have to be paid a base rate, then the base co- base cost of good has to go up. Has to. They, they like to point out like Denmark and they're like, well, in Denmark, they pay 20 bucks an hour and a burger is only two bucks. Totally different economy, value systems and a different valuing of labor per hour than we have. You can't yep. solve cultural problems with policy. Yep. No, and, I absolutely agree with you. And that's one of the things that, you know, being a small business owner, one of the things I talked to with all my you know staff about, I was talking to one of my buddies. And uh, when when the minimum wage went up, he thought it was a great idea. I'm like, well, sure, it's a great idea, except for now you're just simply reducing your purchasing power. It's going to happen in time. You're you're going to have a cycle. It's going to come back around. And then very very soon, he was like, wait a minute, all of our supplies are way more expensive now. And it took about six months. I said, yep, and it's going to take you about three or four years for us to catch up to be charging again what we had again two years ago. It's also oh, it's just one thing really quickly. The, the financial components are important here, but just back to this Kavanaugh story because this is this is a big story. This is right. something major that has been building up incrementally uh, to the point where even the Department of Homeland Security just issued a new memo saying that there's most likely a very big chance for more violence this summer politically because of the midterms, because of the border crisis, because sure. of the Supreme Court decisions. So even Homeland Security is warning saying there's going to be some internal violence and turmoil happening here in the United States. How do we de-escalate it when almost every single factor, big tech social media, uh, the corporate mainstream media, every politician is adding fuel to the fire? How do we stop you it? You can't. Yep. I, I don't think it's possible. Maybe it was possible six years ago. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe with Donald Trump, he, you know, he really broke these people. But the, I, I believe that, you know, I've been, I've been covering, uh, I was covering conflict and crisis at Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. I started covering it for Vice. I covered a little bit when I was working for Fusion, the ABC News company. And I don't see a path towards bringing this country together. What I see is you have uh, – what I, I like to reference Stephen Marsh. He wrote the book, The Next Civil War, when he said to us that you have a multicultural democracy and a constitutional republic in the same in the same country trying to fight for control, and you can't have both. And he's completely right. I believe in a constitutional republic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've tr- I, I, tr- I grew up traditionally Democrat, but the reason why today – People who used to be on the left, like Elon Musk or Joe Rogan are called right wing, is because they still believe in those values of a constitutional republic. The left, absolute chaos. You Right now, you have Occupy Wall Street activists that I know tweeting in defense of telling children it's not going to lick itself. They have no principles. They have no moral standard other than I want power, F you. Yeah. One side has no principles. One side has standardized principles and various disagreements. You've got post-liberals, libertarians, moderates, centrists, and conservatives in one side. And then you have the psychotic death cult on the other side. Right. There, there was confrontations. There was fighting outside of that Dallas uh, venue where they were doing those sick things w- with children. There was activists coming there saying, no, we're going to fight anyone who's protesting this. This is the insane level that we reach I'll, that I'll, we need to understand. I want to explain. What I just said, psychotic death cult. Because I hear it all the time from the left and MSNBC. They're like the Trump supporters in a cult. Let me explain. The QAnon people, I think they're nuts. I completely disagree with conservative Christians on a lot of moral issues. But we can sit down and talk about the Constitution, the founding sure. documents, the rules by which we seek to compromise and self-govern. I can sit here and say, I disagree with you conservative on tax policy. And then we all laugh, get along, and tell each other jokes. <laughs> the other side puts a big neon sign up saying it's yes. not going to lick itself. They firebomb buildings. Yep. They had, we had the worst riots we've ever seen, and it's all lies. And I'm not just talking about leftists. I'm talking about the mainstream press. 
the corporate press, MSNBC had the nerve to come out and be like, what a shocking story. This man had weapons and he was at Kavanaugh's home. MSNBC advocated for it. They advocated. MSNBC (laughs) ran a story saying it was good that they were going to his house. These people are absolutely deranged. Look. When Trump comes out and says something, I outright say, I think, I think he's wrong. He talks about fraud all the time. I'm like, nah, that guy's wrong. And they call us a cult. No, I'm telling you that guy's wrong. But they come out on their own platform and say, it's good we're going to his house. Then it happens. They go, oh, heavens me. They're in a cult. They just, they, they prop up whatever is not the right or whatever is not America. Yeah. And that extends to the point where they've lost their minds and you have adult men taking dollar bills from children into bikinis and thongs. You have this thing in, in Dallas where it says it's not going to lick itself. And they're like, this is a good and normal thing. And it's family friendly. And I'm like, no, you just have no principles, no standards, no morals. And all you do is fight for power for whatever your side is. And your side is basically whatever the other is not. No, you're absolutely right. They actually Rant treat over. it like a faith system. Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting right. to me. I mean, so amidst everything else i'm also an ordained minister so they treat it very much like a faith system they promote it like one defend defend it like one and and the interesting thing is that i mean even saying liberals anymore i don't think it's accurate right i really don't i mean i I have friends that that were liberals five years ago but they i wouldn't call them a liberal now they the liberal is gone these they've really been taken over by radicals this is radical liberalism well the interesting thing that happened is that you had the the, the principled liberals have become what's called disaffected or post-liberal yep and the people who are just tribalists have become establishment or leftist right but it's it's funny because you look at a lot of these younger leftists they're pro-guns mm-hmm. but they keep defending the establishment and the, the, the psychopathy of this cult yeah it's crazy that, that's why i'm sorry look when i just got to put it this way Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. When they come out and they have children on stage at, at 21 and up gay yep. bars, Desmond is amazing, ripping off his clothing and being handed money to do so, that's called stripping. Yeah. And, and I'm not exaggerating. Anybody who knows anything about what stripping is knows that bikini bars are fully clothed. Right. Women dancing on poles and shaking it for men for cash, but they're wearing clothes. When you have a little boy on stage and he rips his clothes off for adult gay men who give him money. It's pedophilia. These, these are pedophiles. Yeah. And the left overtly defends it. And what do you get in Florida when a reasonable proposal is made? Maybe parents should know about this. They say, you're trying to ban gay people. It's like, dude, if you want to defend pedophiles, that's on you. But this is why I don't think there's reconciliation. 
Yeah, and maybe not, especially for some of these issues. Um, and I talk a lot about, especially with the campaign, how you think about things on a different level. Honestly, quite honestly, I think everybody should run for office because it makes you think about things in a different level than you ever would have before. Um, it's really interesting. But I talk a lot about just getting back to our founding principles of faith, family, and freedom, like these very basic things that you know some people call them trite. I think if we don't get back to the things that made us great to start with, I think we're doomed as a nation. And so some of that I think is absolutely right. It's, it's, I think it t- ties into what you're talking about right now. Well, the crazy thing to me is like, you know, policy-wise, I've always been rather liberal. Sure. But th- this day and age. Not anymore. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's I'm, I'm sorry. Like, we had a guy on the show as progressive who said, I asked him, do you think women should be able to get an abortion at nine months? And he said, it's the woman's choice. And I'm like, why kill the baby? You can, right. you can end the pregnancy by delivering the baby and let the baby live and just drop it at a fire department. And he's like, nah, right. woman's choice. I'm like. Okay, there's nothing there. But then you have California that now are trying to advocate post-term abortion. And you've heard it. They on the street. I've heard people say in interviews. They said, "Well, seven days after birth, you know, if if a if a woman decides to give up on the life of her child, should she be charged? Like, you mean murder a child?" In in Virginia. (laughs) So so do you remember this in Virginia? I think it was Kathy Tran was her name. She she proposed a bill a no restriction abortion. Yep. And she was asked, I think it was by a judge, he said, if a if a woman is dilating at the point of birth, could yep. you abort the baby? And she said, There would be no restrictions. It's disgusting. That's in Virginia. It's evil. Places. I mean it really is evil. I mean every society throughout human history has known that you have to protect the innocence of children. Every society. And now we are all of a sudden, very quickly in our society, okay with removing the innocence of children. I mean that goes back to the books. You know, for me, it goes back to what you're seeing at the strip clubs, you know, with all these, with, I mean, it's, it's, you're normalizing pedophilia. Let, let, let's talk about the book thing. So, you know, we've seen all this stuff. We have, we have a story here from Fox News, Texas lawmaker planning bill to ban children from drag shows, not appropriate at all. A lot of this is in a similar vein where for some reason there's a big push from the left to expose children to overtly sexualized activities or overtly yep. sexual activity. You had a lawsuit. Um, was it just one or was, were there two? So it's, it's, it's combined into two. There's two different books that are in this lawsuit. But you basically, uh, you, you didn't get them banned. No. It, parental requ- uh, consent is now required to display sexual content. That's what children. we're seeking. Yeah. So okay. in, in Virginia, you're able to, uh, take a book before a judge. Um, it's, it's a law. You're able to take a ju- book before a judge and make, see if it's obscene. So you get a ruling on it. Mm-hmm. The judge agreed with us. Uh, my attorney, de- tele- uh, delegate Tim Anderson and I, uh, decided, you know, take, take these books. There's two of them. It's the genderqueer. Again, the most controversial book in the country. And then Court of Mist and Fury. And we took him before a judge, and she ruled. The interesting thing is every single judge in Virginia Beach recused themselves. Wow. Said it's a political nightmare. That, they don't look, want to do it. I'm sorry, guys. You know, I talk about civil war conflict. We have a guy who just got arrested for attempted murder of a justice. Yep. And I and I say I don't think there's a way out of this. When the judges are like, I'm scared and too cowardly hmm. to stand up for values, yep. and the only thing I can see is – their weak men will lead to hard times. Oh, absolutely. Always. I mean, that's what we're seeing right now, quite honestly. I mean, whether it's, so, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle or and you've had some weak politicians for a long time. This you know. book, Gender Queer, has writing, uh, some of the writing in it is overtly sexualized, saying, oh, yeah. I want your in my, and then you have a photograph of two people performing acts on each other. Yep. There's actually two different images of, of activities being performed on each other, adult activities. This other book, what was it called? Court of Mist and Fury. So what, I've not heard this one though. So what's, what's this? So it's book? actually, it's a, it's one of a series, uh, it's a three part series and it's actually heterosexual in nature, but the descriptions of the act of sex is so descript. I mean, they can't read. So the local news channel there, FM 99, wouldn't, wasn't even allowed to read it on the air. Wow. 
Was it an FCC violation? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I, no, the, the lady that was presenting it, uh, she was great. Huh? She was like, well, I can't read this. And so the other DJ is like, well, let me, I'll read it. And looked at it and goes, I can't read this one there. <laughs> wow. Yep. But it's okay for sixth graders to have it, 10 to 12 years old. It's okay to give it to our children. And what are they writing? Th- these these uh, establishment leftists and liberals are writing, Republicans are banning yes. books. I, I'm a you, Nazi now. If you I'm a book be- banner. <laughs> if you believe that, you're in a cult. Yeah. I'm sorry, like, we don't allow Playboy in schools. And Playboy isn't, like, hardcore stuff. Right. It's, you know, pinup models, nude women. But that's not allowed. Well, there's got to be a line. That's my that's my point. Is there has to be a line. You clearly, for Virginia Beach anyway, that school district obviously doesn't have a clear enough line. And I don't know who it is, who or the failure is, where the breakdown is in administration and the administrative level level. But whoever it is doesn't have a clear line. So I'm simply asking for parental rights to be restored. So parental consent for minors to view sexually explicit material, just like when you go to a movie theater. I think one of the issues is that the whole identity of Democrats is we hate Republicans. Oh, sure. It started partly with Trump. I think it existed a little bit before, but they, they said Republicans are all bad. Trump wins. Trump is a Nazi. And now they have no choice but to stake their identity on opposing whatever it is that's right wing. Especially if you call yourself a conservative Republican. Oh, I mean, you guys are. Then, conservative then I, Republicans are just yeah, off I'm a the Nazi. cliff. I'm You're crazy. so far, right? Yeah. I'm but like, Joe Rogan, he's, he's a borderline socialist. Yes. And they call him right wing because they have every part of their identity must be in opposition to whatever it is. Maybe the good news is. There won't be a major conflict between factions because they will ostracize themselves to the point where there's 10 people who hold their views. <laughs> One can only hope, right? But honestly, so I, I actually believe – thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Honestly, I think this is a step in the right direction. Just complaining because, on the internet. No, it's good. But this is this is where news is now. News is no longer, you know, Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. Everybody looks at that and realizes it's propaganda. You know, I had a Chinese uh, uh, friend who told, told me, he said, we don't watch – the news in China because we know it's propaganda. For some reason, you Americans haven't figured it out yet. Well, I, th- I heard That's that even Fox News was pro-gun control. They're all pro-gun control. Yeah. They, that I think someone mentioned in the Super Chats that on the five, they were in favor of red flag laws. Nope. Any, Not me. Right. Anybody who pays attention knows red flag laws just mean a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. Right. That, that's it. Well, at one time in the VA, they wanted to be able to strip you of, of your gun rights if they thought you had PTSD. Right? So I don't trust anybody to be able to tell somebody else what their mental capacity is i mean we do that before a judge right but not some doctor we have no idea what these doctors are doing i think it's a it's a very dangerous road to go down for me and I, listen i and when i say that you certainly run for office people automatically want to go oh well what about the kids and everything else that's that's it's, it's a tragedy these tragedies are horrible and you know i think i think all americans are heartbreaks when we see this loss of innocent life especially so young they don't care about kids they don't care no you they don't what, care at all I, 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 there's a great meme i love it it said it, w- it was uh, uh, the Drake meme, you know, the one where he's putting the hand up and he's like, no. And the one where he's like, yes. And it says school shootings. And he's like, ooh. And then it says school bombings. And he's like, oh. Right. Under Obama and uh, Vice President Biden, we had kids being blown up. They don't care. Right. What, what they care about is they've got a wedge issue because Control. these things like this happen all the time. Now they're like, look at the mass shootings in Chicago right. and Minnesota. I'm like, you never care about this stuff. Nope. They need a wedge issue for the midterms, and so they're acting like they care about kids. But I'll throw it back to what's going on with these kids in Texas. Tech, you got a rep in Texas and a rep in Florida want to make drag shows illegal with minors present. The funny thing is, it already is. <laughs> I don't understand how, but the cops won't do anything. Right. These are these are adult men in 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 sexualized outfits doing sexualized dances with a big neon sign reading "It's not going to lick itself," and the kids right. are handing them money for them to dance. Right there, I'm like, okay, that's clearly over the line. Right. 
Then you had Desmond is amazing. Little boy dancing on stage, stripping his clothes off as gay, as, as adult gay men are handing him money. Yep. And then you have another kid who's called Queen Lactatia, mm-hmm. who was posing with a 99% nude man. It's a man who's basically nude, but a tiny little fabric on his junk. And the little boy's touching, like touching his arm and, and smiling for the camera. They're, they're outright targeting and abusing kids. It's and crazy. then they're acting like they care about them and no one else does. You know, it's funny because when I talk to people now, um, yeah, you know, I tell me, it looks, we, we hear the word conservative a lot. But nobody defines why. Why am I conservative? And I tell people all the time, look, I'm a conservative because I believe there's a transcendent moral code. There's a right and a wrong, and there, there's a good and an evil. And I just have seen evil sweep across this nation for far too long unchecked. And this is what we're seeing. This is the culmination of it. That's that's truly evil, what you're seeing with these kids. And anybody who thinks otherwise, is, I think you're just sick, yeah. honestly. Did, there, have you seen the documentary, What is a Woman? The Daily I have Wire not one. seen it. I've seen parts of it and seen the whole thing in entirety. It is really good. It's great. They, the Daily Wire just put out some clips of, um, they did an audience screening. What do they call it? What do they, what do they call it? There's a, man, I can't think like of it. Focus first. group? Focus group. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Uh, and it was fascinating to see the shock in regular people's faces when they were watching this stuff. But there was like one woman, she was, she was like, there's more than two genders. And, and the entire room goes, what? Like, what are you talking about? I think what's happening is, You've got a lot of people who have their, their whole identity is based on opposing whatever the yeah. right is, and they live in a media bubble. Right, like you mentioned, MSNBC, CNN, Fox yeah. News. So they hear these things and they just say, "Okay." They think they're the norm. They think they're normal, but they're weird outliers that right. represent yeah. like eight percent of the population. And it's not just a media bubble; it's a social media oh, bubble yeah. with the algorithms regurgitating of political views, amplifying them, where people only hear each other. And then the main kind of disagreement that they may have online is that someone isn't fighting the other side too hard or is too sympathetic to the other side. And when right. you have that kind of environment, you, you're going to, of course, reap a lot of social chaos. And I think a lot of this is being done deliberately because just even a few years ago i remember doing independent media uh, almost 15 years ago and it wasn't like this this political divide wasn't like this right. there was a lot more people in the middle there was a lot more moderates there was a lot more people that were able to see common ground between the left and the right it wasn't as hyperbolic as insane as crazy as it is now where you literally have people arguing for the abuse of children i mean th- it's, it's just so mind-boggling to see so so and it was know, not that long ago yeah it was not that long ago I, I remember it and and you know i remember even two two and a half years ago the, the first time i came on the show the first thing i said we need a peaceful divorce and and the conversation when i brought it up wasn't even taken seriously it was like yeah yeah whatever whatever but i was like no seriously we need a peaceful divorce because there is no other way to avoid this larger clash that the ruling elites are kind of building up so we fight each other we need we need to stop this immediately we're going into very dangerous territory and all the ingredients all the fuel is being added to this fire well, and it's and it's getting I out think of control one way you can do that though and, and i think uh, roe v way is a perfect example is you start you start decentralizing the federal government reducing federal government pushing that power right down to the states people yep. get 50 options they're going to start migrating to whatever area they actually yeah. identify yes. decentralize with but that is just geographic polarization sure what happens if roe v roe and casey are overturned Republicans win a majority, they win the White House, and then do a federal ban on, on abortion. I think it's going to be like a problem. So, so here's, here's what, I, what I'll say to both of you guys. Reading the history of the Civil War, what did we see? The first thing that happened was a peaceful divorce. Sure. Before Abraham Lincoln was inaugurated, seven states said, we hereby secede. And that was it. Months went by with nothing. They were like, that's it. We're done. And then Abraham Lincoln gets in and he goes, I don't, I don't recognize that as being legitimate. 
Fort Sumter in South Carolina, he's got occupying forces, and the states are all of them are basically like, dude, you can't be here. Right. The fight breaks out, and even after the Battle of Fort Sumter, I think it was uh, I think it was Lee. I'm not sure. They didn't know if it was actually the start of a civil war or just some small skirmish, and that would be the end of it. Sure. But because of the actions by the federal government, yep. several other states were like, yo, Responded. this is crazy. Right. What are you doing? And they and they backed out, ended up joining the Confederacy. West Virginia, uh, Virginia splits into two different states. So the other issue is when it comes to the geographic hyperpolarization, as you described it, Tommy, the South was angry. Because laws were passed, the Fugitive Slave Act, right. that if slaves escaped to the North, the North had to return them. That was right. federal law. But then they but didn't. The North said no. Right. Now, here's the, here's the issue. I think the North was right not to do it. Sure. I think slavery was, was completely wrong and amoral and yeah. needed to be ended. Yeah. The North, Many in the North were willing to fight that fight. But because of this, Southern states said, if the law will not be respected, there is no agreement between us and you, right. we leave. And that's what precipitated the secession. Sure. Which ultimately leads to a fight over weapons, which leads to a fight. So I, I fear, I said this last year, if Roe v. Wade if, and Roe and Casey are overturned, the Republicans then campaign on banning abortion federally. Many think they won't because Republicans are more states' rights. But let's say yep. they do. They, they, they win in November. We're five months out. But they can't get past a filibuster and they won't be able to get past a veto. Sure. Then Donald Trump campaigns and says... The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to sign the bill, is <laughs> to save the Children Act, and then he does. Right. Then you then you get a Supreme Court that is conservative. You get Congress and the Senate and the executive branch. The bill hits Trump's de- desks day one. He signs it. Then you get blue states, California, Illinois, New York, who refuse to shut down abortion clinics. What happens then? Will Trump send in federal authorities to do it? Will you then get states saying we will not recognize federal law enforcement? Will it result in conflict over these clinics? I'd be willing to bet Antifa and other left-wing groups would show up and oh, sure. fight with federal authorities at abortion yeah. clinics. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm, I'm not saying it's likely. Yeah, to I think that's the. I mean, I think that's the most extreme case, obviously. Uh, but if you took that power and you push it back down to the states, where I think it belongs, I think our forefathers would say that kind of power belongs to the okay. state, not yep. the federal level. The federal level, look, the federal government has just become this all-consuming beast that thinks that, and and people. The vast majority of Americans go, well, let's just let the government legislate. Why? They've done a poor, a very poor job of it. Why are we going to trust that? We push that power back down as low as possible to the states or local localities, and that's where we had the most say. That's always what I'm an advocate for. I, I, I do agree. I think um, it may be the only option we have. So I was asked by this progressive what I thought about Roe v. Wade, and I'm like, I'm pro-choice. But I think at this point, the best thing we can do is let states be states. And sure. Conservatives can go to red states, and then blue states can go to blue. St- you know, blue people can go to blue states or whatever. My answer is the same, except I'm pro life, and I right. think it should be down to the states. You know, I'd still be able to look. I believe that life begins at conception, so I would always, you know, seek to push the needle in that direction. However, I think it's a state rights issue. I don't think it's a federal issue. I really don't. And if that's people go, oh, you're just you're, you're pushing, you're passing the buck. I'm like, I'm not passing the buck. I'm giving you 50 options. I think it's the safest. It's it's the nicest thing to do, the most compassionate thing that we do to people. Give them 50 options. Yeah, I think what we're talking about is just decentralization. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I, and I think the more we allow individuals to make the right decisions for themselves, the more we win. Whenever we have a big bureaucratic government, we have a government that, of course, rules for the many and makes many mistakes. Right. Um, and I think that's exactly what we have right now. We have way too much money invested in it. We have way too much policies. We have <laughs> way too many decisions being made by this bureaucratic Becky Force that doesn't give a damn about the average person yeah. and is serving the needs of the special ruling class and helping them out. I the problem I, is the ruling class, too. 
I mean, let's oh, be right. honest. I mean, we're, it's we're supposed to be a, a constitutional republic. Instead, we're, we've become this. You got this weird oligarchy Corporat- going uh, on. Technocratic <laughs> uh, corporocracy uh, run by bankers and shadowy elites. A lot of C's, but yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know what it feels like? It feels like you know wealth only lasts a few generations. They say sure. few generations. And it feels like the ruling elites, the po- the politicians, the, the 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 wealthy kids, they're not good at running these institutions and organizations. No. So you look at everything and you're like, why does it feel like these things are falling apart? It's like, oh, we used to have oligarchs and ruling elites and barons. Their their great-grandkids have no idea how to run this stuff and it's all just collapsing around them. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, but it's it's a problem when you have these congressmen and congresswomen going into Congress not worth anything and then four years later worth $10 million. That's a problem. Where'd you get get that from? I know what your budget was. I know, I know what your salary was. And there's no way, even if you didn't spend a single penny. Just, just, just I I guess people are saying you got to invest where Nancy Pelosi invests because she knows something. Hey, I said, you know, you you know how to be the, the, uh, the most favorite congressman in all of the nation every single one, every single week. Just say, hey, these are my investment opportunities. (laughs) Yeah. We got a bunch of bills on our desk. Here's how they're going to vote on them. Here's what I'm bet. Here's what yeah. I'm investing. In. You're going to say that. Hey, this is what I'm investing in. Yeah, there yeah. was entire TikTok <laughs> channels just built on what it's, Nancy Pelosi was trading crazy. in the st- stock market that got censored and deleted and taken down. Well, listen, it's, I mean, it's criminal. You know, I mean, absolutely. It, it, I mean, Martha Stewart went to jail for it. Come on, you know. Yeah. I mean, if, Nar- if Martha Stewart can go to jail for it, what, what are we doing here? But uh, we do have to. I think we just have to elect the right people. I really do. Well, let me let me, let me pull up this story here. I think there's some some uh, some good news, some uh, um, positive. I don't want to be all negative. Check out, check this out. Democrat turned Trump Republican wins landslide victory. People don't want Biden's dysfunctional America. That's the Jeff truth. Van Drew slammed Biden as the worst president in American history. He's correct. Yeah, That's also true. Yep. And what did he get? Eighty five percent of the vote. Wow. You know what this means? Red wave. This is a moderate. Yeah, he was a, a Democrat. Yeah. Now he's like the Democratic Party's nuts. I'm running a Republican and right. 85% of the vote because people, they don't want political extremes. Yeah. The left wants to paint the right as extremists. No, this right. proves right here. Overwhelmingly, regular people are just saying enough to the crazy. The good news yeah. here is now this is a primary. This is a guy who ran as a Democrat the first time. You take a look at the story we have from the New York Times, a Georgia mystery. How many Democrats voted in the GOP primary? A lot of people are saying Democrats are voting in Republican primaries to sabotage Trump. Well, the New York Times says, actually, these people are swing voters. Right. Swing voters are moving over in large numbers yep. to the Republican Party. Democrats are quitting and joining Republicans, but you have a large group of swing voters moving over. I think what's happening is, if the Democrats' whole identity is just, we oppose the Republicans. Right. If the best thing they have to offer us is culture war and January 6th, yep. While regular people are spending five bucks a gallon on gas, mm. they're just going to be like, "I'm going to vote for the guys talking about gas." Yes, that's it. You're 100 percent right. You know, we just had a uh, our candidate candidate forum uh, last night, and that's what I talked about over and over again. So look at it. all the rest of these things really don't matter. At the end of the day, the average American is pissed off that we're having to decide whether or not we're putting gas in the car or buying food for our kids. That's what we're mad about. And you can't get baby formula as it is, so that one's out. Yeah, we're going to rely on European nations to provide American families with baby formula. Wow, that's a bit of a problem. Yeah. So here's what I think. I think what we're seeing with this trend, the shift from Democrats, not all of them, I think what may end up happening is it Republicans, they're saying, you know, CNN said 80 year high for Republican polling. Right. If they're up 2.5, they're actually up 10. Yeah. So I think it's possible come November, we actually see that all of this psychotic behavior from Democrats and failed economic policy exposes the emperor having no clothes. 
these 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 people on the left who think they're in the majority, who think it's a horrible they, picture, by the way. Oh right, the emperor's Biden. Come on, <laughs> so, no, no. <laughs> but the, these people on the left, they think they're the normal. They think yeah. they are mainstream. They're not, and Jeff Van Drew proves it. Yep. So I think they're going to get a rude awakening come November. Something they a, a reckoning they should have gotten a long time ago. Yeah, it's one of the things that actually I'm actually most frustrated with uh, with the Republican Party. Because I keep telling people, I'm like, man, you know, listen, times of chaos are great opportunities for advancement. And this is the most chaotic time in our nation's history. But you have to be able to recognize them and be brave enough to step into them. I think this is an opportunity for the Republican Party not just to get the majority, but to get the supermajority. This is a great opportunity for them. And I believe that we're letting that slip away unknowingly because we're just focusing on the majority. Because I do believe – I believe that the the, the liberals the, – you can't even say the Democrats anymore, but, you know – these radicals, every time they get into office, they pull the needle as far to the left as they can. And at this point, they've snapped it off and jumped over yep. a cliff. They've left most of their base standing on top of the platform going, what's going on? But they don't have a home anymore. Yeah. Well, now a lot of people are asking themselves, if the Republicans do win, which it looks like they're going to win, are they going to be sitting on their hands like they usually that's, do? That's it. Or <laughs> will they be able to <laughs> achieve something no? and do something? Uh, what do you think is going to happen from, from your kind of uh, you know perspective on the ground being a part of this situation? Do you think they're going to be the same kind of lame duck Republicans, or do you think they'll be able to achieve something and do something? It it matters what type of Republican you elect. That's the God's honest truth. How does I mean, the picture look for you? I, so, I know, so for I know me there's personally, like, there's there's like Ron Paul Republicans, there's Mitt Romney Republicans. Right. There's a big spectrum there. I'm certainly not Mitt. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, that guy's there, a there's Trump Republicans. Um, there is, yep. you know, but honestly, I I for me, it's about the people. I I am a we the people Republican. That's who I am. I, I want to put the people first. That I believe that the Republican Party is the party of of hope and opportunity. Opportunity. I really do believe that. Um, but we have to do the hard work, and I really believe it's hard work. People say it all the time, like, "Oh, you, all you talk about is hard work." I'm like, "Well, that's the reality. It is hard work, but it's supposed to be hard work. That's the thing that I believe that Americans value. And so, I want to represent the people more than anything else, even more than a party, the people of my district, because that's where I'm born and raised. So, I, I care deeply for the people of our district. And so I want to make sure that the working class is represented again because most of us do not feel that we're represented any longer up in Washington, D.C. And we make up the majority of America. The working class does. So so what do you think is, is likely to be achieved? By what, the Republicans? What yeah. Well, honestly, man, we, we can do the hard work and actually get our economy back on track. If, if Biden – Actually, one of the play there's, ball. there's reversing the the secret Federal Reserve bailouts, the the huge debt we're in. That's going to take decades. I mean, yeah, honestly, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I there's mean, no way around impo- that. No, no, not even decades. It's, impos- it's impossible to to, to pay off the debt. I mean, we're you can about trillions oh, yeah, of dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, you can, but yeah. you have to do. You have to. So, look, I, as a small business owner, I, I took a loan out for thirty five thousand dollars to open up my business. They give you five years to pay it off. We paid it off in two because we had a line item in the budget. So create a budget, put a line item in there, and then you cut the Fed everywhere else to be able to pay that off. That's what you have to do. There's a lot of money that comes into the federal government. We can, yeah, but we can like, dissolve some departments like the Department of Education, Department of Energy. These departments don't mm-hmm. do anything. How about we start doing some hard work? It is hard work to do that. People aren't going to like it. You've got to be able to take the hits and the other side be able to tell you that you're a Nazi and you look them in the face and you're like, no, I'm not. I'm doing the hard work to put the people first again. The problem with Federal yeah. Reserve debt is when we borrow a million from the Federal Reserve, the American government takes out a promissory note. We we owe them right. back a million plus interest. So yep. we owe them more money than we borrowed, which makes it literally impossible to pay back, at least to pay back the interest. We could pay back the principal maybe. Right. Um, do you support defaulting on the debt on the or at least on the interest to the Federal Reserve? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a very hard one. I mean, wow. look, I, I think I think that I think that's a hard one. I mean, I, mean, I don't. 
grinding the whole system. Sure, to all but the, I mean, quite honestly, that system sucks anyway. We I know agree, that. I agree. You know, you know, um, you're right. You're right. But but it is hard work. You got to. You can't just go in there and do it. You can't just rip the bandaid off. I mean, for crying out loud, like. How many people have probably lost their lives trying to do that? Yeah, if we're going to rip a bandage <laughs> off, we better have another bandage in our other hand with ready to put pressure right. on the wound. You know, I've had I've had I had, I had let, a candidate in our, in our in our in our debate literally uh, yesterday talked about oh just just dissolve the the IRS. Well, you can't just you can't just dissolve the IRS. You can't just make it go away. You see this? This is a this is a pre Federal Reserve ten dollar bill from the state of Georgia, Bank of Columbus. Before wow. the Federal Reserve, you had money. Right. And people would backed be backed by something. Backed by a bank with gold <laughs> in the reserves. Right. And so you could go to New York with this and they'd be like, Oh, great. It's a banknote. It has value if right. I need to. And so they, they traded it like any other currency. Right. The Federal Reserve is just, a, is, is, was just put in place so they could manipulate and control. Yep. And, and it's not just here. I mean, it's, it's internationally. Oh yeah. yeah. The Bank for International Settlements right. in Switzerland. So I mean, it's, these are, the funny thing is, is that I think that most of most of us Americans, until we really start, you know, doing some deep dives into these topics, we think it's a pretty simple answer. Then we start looking at it, we're like, oh no, it's not. Go back to gun control, right? So everybody starts going, well, let let's let legislators, you know, make new legislation that's going to make us safe. No, it's not. If legislation made us safe, none of these children would be dead right now right. because it was illegal for that guy to walk inside the school and shoot the kids. We, Both we, of those things are illegal. Shooting the kid is illegal. And going inside the, the school with a gun is illegal. There, there's got to be some kind of grand conspiracy going on because we put up signs saying gun-free yeah, zone. Yeah. How could he have walked past that? You must need bigger signs. There, yeah. there, there's got to be something going on because there's no way to explain how someone could walk past a sign like that with a gun. Well, here's the frustrating thing, too, because people go, oh, you're making light of it, so you don't care about these kids. Right? Which is, is intellectually dishonest. The problem is we cannot use tragedy. We can never allow ourselves to let tragedy dictate policy. Because if we do that, what's to stop somebody from creating said tragedy to strip you of whatever rights or freedoms they yeah. want to next? When the Reichstag burned in Germany, yep. Hitler used that as an opportunity to seize people's yes. civil rights. But I'll, So just keeping it on the Federal Reserve stuff, I think it's fascinating because a lot of people running for office would, would be too scared to even talk about the, the problems of the Federal Reserve, the manipulation of interest rates, quantitative easing. Hey, look, man, I never thought I'd be running for office. I mean, look at me. My hands are tattooed for crying out loud. I never <laughs> thought I'd be running for office. I'm running for office because I'm sick and tired of what I've seen. Yeah. You know, I, I'm running for office for, for my sons, our next generation. You know, I, I fought twice for this country overseas. I fought, I was one of the first ones into Afghanistan and Iraq. I turned 22 two days before we went into Iraq for, in, in Kuwait. I was the 10th vehicle to cross the burn from Kuwait into Iraq. I saw firsthand what it looks like for people not to have the same freedoms, the same rights we have guaranteed to us here. It makes all the difference in the world. I had a grown man fall on his knees in front of me through a translator tell me, why did you guys leave? And he's talking about the Gulf War. He said, if you hadn't left, I wouldn't have had to watch my wife and sister be raped and killed by Saddam's sons. Mm. Those guys were brutal. Right. So that's what is people are capable of. That's what human beings are capable of. We have so many freedoms and rights that guarantee our safety and protection here. That's what I want to see continue. I have sons. I don't want to see violence on the street. I believe that this is the next cycle or two is maybe the last opportunity that we have not to see violence on the streets. And that's desperately what I want. I do not want to see Americans killing Americans. But I want to see our next generation be free men and women because that's their birthright. It's like people want the federal government to protect their rights, but we have to protect our own rights. We are the federal government. The government. But what about the military? Like, who's in charge of the military? Just well, first off, I believe that our rights are God-given and, the and protected by the Constitution. The government only infringes your rights. Right. But they also command the military. 
it's like Joe Biden's in control of the military. Well, he's not in control, but he's in command of the military. I don't know that Joe Biden's in control much, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but he's technically the commander of the military sure. right now. Which is oh, scary. Man, scary, disgusting, all at well, the same at, time. Well, look at Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, that Afghanistan was, is such a debacle. It was a surrender. Iraq was a debacle, it, it, too. It showed all signs of a military surrender, not a withdrawal. I mean, we know how to withdraw, tactically withdraw from an area. They did not tactically withdraw. Not only that, so it showed all signs of surrender. Not only that, the real problem is when you're in a conflict and both sides have to agree that conflict's over. When one side just pretty much says, you know what, we give up, we're going home, and the other side hasn't hasn't agreed that the conflict's over, the conflict's not over. And now these terrorists who have chanted death to America for generations – and now we've enriched them with $85 billion of our warfighting equipment. Well, it's we, going to kill America. Well, we have a history of doing this. So in, sure, in the yeah. 80s and the Mujahideen yep. and the Iraq-Iran yep. war, there's a long history of, of especially yes. covert operations giving them, with our tax dollars, all the weaponry that they have, which yep. is absolutely insane that they've been doing this. I mean, we trained Saddam, we trained Obama, I mean, or Osama. Osama. was the CIA was involved in uh, cocaine smuggling or something yep, like that? Yep, Iran-Contra. Specifically, there's a movie called American made that actually even implicates Bill Clinton uh, <laughs> specifically no in Arkansas when he was the governor of Arkansas. Yes, lots of crazy story. Tom Tom Cruise played a, a, a great movie. The, the the movie still watered oh, yeah, down. Yeah, American Made, great movie yeah. with Tom Cruise. Just just gives you a little point of view, but but waters down the larger scandal that happened with Iran Contra. That that again, drug smuggling, cocaine smuggling, arming uh, rebels inside of uh, Latin America, uh, arming the Iranians, and of course moving on weapons and, and overthrowing governments all done by the CIA while, of course, introducing crack cocaine into poor communities in the Which United States. Which would be some serious oversight in. Yeah. You know, it's funny yeah. when I was talking well, well, to... Well, no, no, uh, no. It's not, we, we, we never got oversight. What we got is Fox News contracts for some of the people who were involved in that <laughs> thing, which is absolutely disgusting. Yeah. No, what, uh, Michael Malice's quote was fantastic. He said, all I'm, all, all I'm asking for is the right to the same weapons I paid for the Taliban to have. <laughs> yeah. Right. And my, my response to that statement. is, that's a great quote. Yeah. All I'm saying is I want a right to the same weapons we paid for the cartels to have. Yes. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. Now, now they're driving through our streets because the uh, border's wide open. Yeah, right. it's amazing. There's Obama video of all, Good stuff. That's crazy. There's yeah. video of, of cartel members with 50 caliber rifles driving through the streets in Texas. Cool. Wow. That's like wh- you need the police to defend you. Well, you don't. You just need defense. And the, so there were police. But if the police aren't there, the people have to form militias to defend themselves. And then I'm concerned that the federal government's going to be like, no, well, you're a terrorist organization trying to defend yourself. Well, in, let the cartels roam free. In, in Mexico, there's entire cities like Chiron with, with tens of thousands of people that that have defended themselves from the cartels. And when you look at some of the most severe cartels, they have connections to, of course, U.S. intelligence agencies that have trained them. Uh, there was a Mexican secret police that was trained by U.S. Special Forces uh, that literally was one of the worst that turned into one of the worst Mexican drug cartels out there uh, in, in all of Mexico that started to do all these horrible, brutal things. So there's a long history of, of just involvement by government forces making the situation that much worse uh, when, when they were previously harmonious. Is that we because we, they want a weak Mexico so that we can dominate the border? Well, there's a lot of corruption inside of Mexico and a lot of politicians sure. willing to look the other way. Uh, and, and, of course, with with the corrupt government, uh, you of course have you know a lot of criminals who are using government for their own personal benefit because the politicians are the true criminals uh, down in that country. We got to pull up this story. This is big. This is I mean, this is stupid. Probably not going to go anywhere. But NBC News reports House votes to raise minimum mm. age to buy semi-automatic rifles to twenty one. 
The provision is poised to be included in a larger legislative package set for a final House vote Wednesday night. So I, I think that's what they did already, didn't they? Or is this, uh, okay, so this is what was, what was passed. Right. It's not, it's not just the, uh, raising the age from 18 to 21, which is so insanely unconstitutional. There's no way that that survives, but it also addresses 3D printed guns, the tracking of untraceable guns. Is something going on? Hot action. I don't know. That we talked. We did talk about the Fed. So, uh oh. <laughs> no, so, know. something's going on. <laughs> it's always whenever Luke is here. There's Should I go check it out? I'm, I'm just yeah, go check it out. I'll make sure everything's we, okay. We, you guys continue. The first time the we got swatted, Luke was talking, and then like the police just come in. Luke, I'm gonna be so pissed so, off. Uh, I got to spend the night in jail tonight. <laughs> so, so, so we have this article. We're talking about the uh, the bill. Hey, by the way, real fast, uh, my buddy uh, Joshua Carlton texted me. He said he's watching. He said he loves you. So, oh, cool. Appreciate so, it, Josh. It's pretty serious. What's happening? Um, I don't know if you want me to mention yeah, so, it. Um, it's it's like it's it's yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, uh oh. So apparently, there's something going on. There are some friendly neighborhood cops who are going to be swinging by and checking everything out for us. And hopefully everything will be good. So this is a uh, text message I think they got saying that something suspicious is happening here. They're going to come and check and make sure everything's okay. So it's basically a swatting again. Basically, yeah. So, but we got our we got our security guy here. He's going to meet them. Cool. But yeah. So we we've uh, it's a good thing we have guns. Speaking <laughs> <Speak> of guns, <laughs> yeah. I have a I have a katana behind me, and it's a good thing we have security, and a good yeah. thing that we have a relationship with the local police. That's right. Love so I, so this is number nine. I think we so. We're the bomb Where's squad show. Where's my punch show? card? Oh my I know. We're, we're really close to that free yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really close to a free yogurt. Anyway, sorry for uh, ditching. I had to step out. Oh, no, no. I mean, it happens. I assume it's serious if it's if it's going to be happening. So, but but what? Are they coming in or what? Um, I think they're just going to sweep. They're going to check, make out, make sure everything's good. I'm sure everything's cool. fine. There's been no, nothing suspicious actually going on. We know on what here, the so. message was that was sent or something? Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can't say too much about what we've done for security. After, oh, we're secure. But I would think I would say we're actually well above secure at this point. I'm not super oh, yeah. worried about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just it can be disruptive, I guess. So yeah, there well, you go, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. I just yeah. had, ha ha ha. We got swatted again. Well, actually, I I, I kind of feel like this sounds a little bit more than a than a, a swatting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is a little interesting, uh, a little more casual. I want to hear more details on it because I guess it was a text message that was sent, and I'm not sure. A text who it was to sent who? To. Yeah, yeah I'll say who's sure getting a text message? Yeah, well, I'm look, look, sure. look, guys. Yeah, no worries. Considering what just happened in Maryland, right. we are like we are about what 45 minutes away from where that guy showed up at Kavanaugh's. He flew from California with weapons, planning to kidnap and assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. I can't say I'm surprised. We're not that far away. So yeah. there's and, creepy weirdos. But so let's there's talk also, about this. There's though. also reports of protests happening outside of Kavanaugh's place right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Really, all of this boils down to everybody talks about it being you know a gun issue. It's not a gun issue. I think Joe Rogan probably said it best. You know, we have a mental health issue described. You know, yeah. di- you know, um, kind of couched into Disguise. a gun issue, disguised as a gun issue. Now, yeah, sure, having a mental health issue disguised disguised as a gun issue is a problem. However, really, this is a value of human life issue. We no longer value someone else as ha- as just a human being. You have value just because I believe you're creating the image of God. So for me, you have value just in that alone. We may disagree fundamentally on a lot of social issues and maybe even religious, maybe moral issues. However, you still have value as a human being. 
And yeah. most people don't have that anymore. That's right. part of the desperation of 1928 that I brought up early right. Weimar Germany, late Weimar Germany, early Nazi Germany, when they started to dehumanize other people, probably because they were wealthy and that they didn't, the people that were desperate weren't wealthy anymore and they were, they were hating on the wealth. And so it, desperation breeds, you know, desperate actions like i need that food why do you get that food why were you born into family that can have food when i right but for a long time in america i think that we got to a point where it wasn't so much that we were we maybe were well, going that way but it wasn't so much that we were needing food it was that i liked the jordans that you had mm-hmm. and that's a different value system altogether as a society you know for us to be wrapped around that kind of stuff that's a problem because I think that's where we start not valuing a human being anymore. And I think that's a very dangerous path for us to go down. You're talking about like materialism? Yeah. Well, and it's not even materialism. It's just everything's so superficial. You're not caring about a person. And so we have to get back to this, the point as a society. Because I believe, I firmly believe that Americans, when we're united, we're unstoppable. We've shown that over and over again. We showed it at 9-11. We showed it in World War One and World War Two. We showed it over and over again. But... We've got to get to a point, and I hate that it takes tragedy for it to happen, but we have to get to a point where we are looking at each other no longer as these different buckets that we put ourselves in, this identity politics. But because you're a human being, you have value to me. I was, we have to get back there. We were talking, I was talking about, uh, humans like in crowds and what, what do the birds think of us when they fly overhead and look at us? Like at a concert, a rock concert with 20,000 people all moving in unison and they were like, uh, my girlfriend was telling me like they must think we are the most terrifying species on earth because <laughs> when we form when formation occurs right. and we come together it's un- insanely unstoppable like the power of the human being right and i for better or worse i think of the nazi the, the crowds out when hitler's giving a speech and you see 10,000 nazis all like marching in secession like it can be horribly manipulated but sure. it's also but because you use it to inspire yeah and i think that's that's my hope my hope, you know, people talk about, oh, well, you're going to be a politician. I'm like, my, my prayer, honestly, is I never become a politician. My, my prayer is I become a statesman, someone who focuses on the next generation. A politician only focuses on maintaining the power. They election. focus on the next election yeah. cycle. A statesman is only focusing on the next generation. And we have to think long term like that. What is this going to do for the next generation of people? Mm-hmm. If we start thinking like that again, I think that provides hope. What are your, what are your tactics, like your humanization tactics when you, when you, when you personally seek to humanize you know, crowds or people you disagree with. So a lot of it comes back down to my faith. It really does. You know, and, and I understand that people are searching for things. Um, and I think a lot of times we, we misunderstand what we're searching for, but understanding and valuing a person just because they have value because they're creating the image of God. To me, that's, that's such a great way for me to be able to relate to somebody because I can cut through all the other stuff. If we disagree, I don't care what it is, abortion, police defunding the police we call it whatever it is second amendment i can still value you as a person and that is very important for us to get to when you were at war oh do you want to no i was just finish that when you were in in the middle east and did that did that happen with the enemy combatants was there a sense of humanization there or did you have to just pretend like it wasn't there or what was that like uh a little bit of both honestly going i remember going over the first time um it was a very difficult thing for me to process um because if what I believe is true, and I believe it is, you know, as far as my faith, um, then I believe that every single person over there, that their life ended, they were separated from a God who loves them forever. So that was a very difficult thing for me to process and get to a spot to where I was okay with. But once you're over there and you're operating, you're simply, you're, you're performing the operation, you're protecting your brother beside you, and it's a completely different thing altogether. 
So do you think that social media has played like the biggest role in dehumanizing other people? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so easy to stay behind a keyboard and yeah, scream and shout at each other and, you know, type in all caps if you're really mad. But it's, but it's, but it, but it, it translates into the real world in ways that many of us didn't think were going to happen. We kept saying Twitter wasn't real life. Right. But then that hatred people feel they bring to the real world. You're right. There's this video. We can't show it in full, but it's, uh, went up at 812. Secret Service takedown of a protester during POTUS motorcade from Fox LA. This is one of the craziest videos I've seen. I don't know if it's actually a Secret Service takedown. There's a woman who walks into the street in the middle of the motorcade of the president, bullhorning. How did she get there? And the cops run up and slam her to the ground, oh, and she yeah. attacks the cops. Well, that's dumb. Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> I mean, dumb, yeah. Crazy, yeah. Wow. It's like wow. people like, are turning into zombies. Well, and they are attacking They also yeah. want this. That's the thing. And that's my thing even with the mass shootings and stuff like that is, you know, these people want to be memorialized forever. Even if it's for something bad, they want to be known. Yeah. They want this time. And, and the corporate media, according to many scientific studies now, actually promotes and inspires these yep. mass shootings because of the way that they cover these events. The Over way that they again. show the picture of the individual, the, na- yeah. the way that they make him infamous, the way that they talk about the manifesto, the details that they give about him. This essentially creates more mass killers. There's a reason uh, when someone runs onto a stadium floor during a sport, sports ball game that, that uh, the, 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 the camera's don't don't point to him because right. they know it's going to inspire other people to do so. The same thing happens with mass shooters. So if we yep. really wanted to stop it, we would be covering this differently. But but different. they don't. MSNBC and all these other co- corporate media organizations are literally creating copycat killers uh, I agree. and spurring on similar yeah. situations. This is why Buffalo was so close to the situation in Texas. Yep. And there might be even another one with how they've been reporting on the Texas situation. With All you have to do is, again, stop focusing on this monster, start focusing on the victims, and you would not only shift the narrative, but you would stop future shootings and mass murderers. Uh, you actually start from humanizing. Exactly. Again. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's what the corporate media should be doing. If they really wanted to, to, to stop all these, you know, vi- very violent events, they would stop promoting these violent murderers and giving them the attention that they want. Well, they don't want to stop them. They want to click. But honestly, exactly. I actually think that it's, you would get better ratings if you simply focused on the emotion of it and on, on the fact that you focus on the victims. I think you get a lot more engagement from people. But instead, they focus on the opposite. You were also saying how it's like uh, people want to be hurt. This is their way of being heard or seen. And I wonder if if someone is arrested for an attempted mass shooting or mass shooting, maybe that but they're still alive. If we should interview them and let them speak to be heard, because no, then no. then more people will do it. But you'll also no, like, see I'm how, it on TV. But oh, you can yeah. see how crazy it is as well. Yeah. If we hide it, then it's like no, you call them a monster for what they are. Like yeah, the people who, who do these dude. shootings are monsters. Yes, but giving them attention means more yep. crazy people. Don't are name them. Yeah, don't even yeah. name them. Don't show their That's pictures. That's not it. That's not it. Let me guys, let me tell you guys a story. I love this story. It was about eleven years ago. I'm hanging out. I was in Virginia actually, and uh, 4chan had an operation called Operation King Cone. That's all it was. They were watching EarthCam, which is live streams around the world. Someone pulled up Times Square and they said, can we use the collective power of the Internet to knock over this street cone? In the Times Square camera next to, uh, I think it was uh, TGIF, was a little street cone. And they said, "Okay, we've got the meme up. We've got the page up. Let's knock it over. People kept trying crazy things. Someone ordered a pizza and told the pizza guy, and the pizza guy's like, I don't know what's going on. We, we, you see the guy on the bike ride up with the pizza. Everyone's spamming like crazy in the, in the thread, like, he's going to do it. He's going to, no, he left. Then finally, at the end of the day, some, some people are walking by. 
some young guys, and then all of a sudden they walk, they walk past it, stop, walk backwards like rewinding, and then knock the cone over, and then wave to the camera, and everybody's cheering, saying like, we did it. Then, a woman walks by, picks the cone up, pulls a crown out of her purse, and puts it on top of the cone, because it was Operation King Cone. The point is, people are just trying to move the needle in right. any way possible. Sure. These are people who are bored, they're lonely, they feel like they don't matter at all. Yeah. Anything that gets them any kind of acknowledgement. It doesn't need to be their name. It needs to be the fact that we talked about the tragedy, period, yep. is what they want. And they get it even if you don't show them. They sit back and they watch afterwards saying, all of this because of me. I don't know how you stopped it. I think what we need is, I'll tell you the simple answer is, we need dads. Yep. Yes. A lot of the, I think yeah, the, the, the common profile is no dad. Right. Yep. Yep. SSRIs as well, heavy yep. use, particularly in many of these particular cases. Sure. Uh, self-harm, self-abuse, um, and mental health issues, also a very big one. Um, and, but how and, much of that stems from the family unit too? Yeah, absolutely. We've seen an attack on the family cor- unit correlated. for decades. Exactly. And the pharmaceuticals is no joke, dude. Sure. I don't know. How do you quantify it though? How do you know how much damage Adderall is doing to 13 year olds? Right. How can you, how, I, I'm asking a genuine question. Can't, I mean, you gotta look at how much the, the use of it's gone up. I mean, it's through the roof from what it used to be. So you're having everybody, and it's, I think it's par- partially parents too. You know, we as parents, we gotta make sure we have to be much more hesitant to, um, put our kids on stuff that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even vaccines for crying out loud. I mean, so, and the reason I say that, so for my son, my oldest son, um, you know, I got him a flu shot. This was a few years back. And I mean, he had a small seizure after the flu shot. This was long before, you know, COVID and everything else. And so it made us go, cool, we're going to have a pause on that for a while until we figure out what's going on. But well, we're so a crazy quick. conspiracy theorist. Yeah, well, it is what it is. I'm going to do everything I have to do to protect my kids. Right. I mean, we had the, the, the drummer from, uh, former drummer from The Offspring. Right. He had Guillain Barre syndrome. So they were like, you, we don't think you should get this vaccine. He got kicked out of the band for it. Right. And they were like, oh, sorry, we can't work with you. It's like, You'd think 17 years would earn you some loyalty, but some people are just, they don't care about that stuff. No. Yeah, when a kid's on amphetamines, you'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to give my kid amphetamines. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Pfizer and my doctor said it was okay now. I guess I'll give my kid amphetamines. Now, federally, what do we do? Because that's where my head goes now, right? We have to remove some of the protections from some of these companies Mm -hmm. that they're protected. They can do anything they want to do without any kind of recourse. No liability. Same thing with with, Facebook and, and Twitter and everything else. Uh, me as an individual, I can't sue them, you know. Yeah. But we should be able to. Yeah, you get hurt. Yeah, you. You know, it doesn't matter if your job forced you to do this. Right. If if the media told you to do this, if the government told you to do this, if your doctor to- told you to do this, you get hurt. You're the one who's going to be responsible paying for your own medical bills. No one else is yeah. going to be covering or helping you in in any way, shape, or form. So so, you know, Biden likes to talk about how the gun industry is unaccountable, not liable. The well, only industry. Yeah, the only industry. Why? Well, that's not the case here, <laughs> uh, obviously, with all the information that we have in front of they us. Have, they have more accountability than probably any other industry right now. I have I mean, never understood why the big pharmacy, the big pharmaceutical, you could call them a mafia. I've never understood why these people who literally make things that you inject into your body and absorb into your bloodstream have zero accountability. What is going yeah. on there? I think it's because they feel like if something does go wrong, which it's bound to eventually, that sure. they'll get sued into oblivion and then they can no longer function. And the value of pharmaceuticals is that modern medicine's a miracle. Absolutely. But the problem is it's the business of medicine that right. 
they're incentivized to have people be ill so that they buy their medicine. Like if the fire department was incentivized to put out fires and they got paid more for every fire they put we out. We have to evacuate the building. You better right. believe that uh, you'd see a lot more fires. You guys, I love you. I think <laughs> we're just going to leave the, the keep the live stream going, but we have to evacuate the building. All right. All right. We'll be right. So from the, the top. stream will just stay up as it is. Please stay tuned. And we'll just be back. please keep watching in it's case something real. happens, but I we have to evacuate you have the building. Do you have the live room shot. break? Go to Tommy. We're going to grab some drink. We're being told we need to evacuate the building. So keep keep watching. Keep the stream up. And can you do the wide shot? Yeah. All right. Maybe maybe you'll get to watch something happen. I don't know. We have to get out of the building. Cool. Now. Let's go. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Is it working? We're streaming. I'm so tired. I have one button in my control panel, and it's my face. Lydia has all the other buttons. I'm so tired. Oh, my gosh. That was fun. How are you guys doing? Anyway. Where's Tommy? Uh, I don't know. We owe Tommy another show. Yeah, Tommy's a... We owe you another show, man. I had to explain <laughs> graphing to a few of those guys, so we took a little longer were, than were, expected. That's right. Well, yeah, so what happened was, turns out, very obvious and immediate false alarm, and then Ian immediately started explaining graphene, graphene and we all just got wrapped up <laughs> yeah. for three hours. Hexagonally yeah. lattice carbon looks like a honeycomb. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> on and on. <laughs> all right. Okay. Nice night. Nice that's fine. That's great. I'm so sorry, we're going to do uh, two bed. hours now, right? This is the big payoff, you guys. <laughs> also, yeah, yeah, shout, shout out to everyone in the chat room. They were very chat. entertaining. And they were keeping us. Sharecast IRL. You guys did a party. Shapiro pun about the, the doorknob. <laughs> I feel like it's uh, I heard, uh, you know what the craziest thing was? When we were outside, right, and cops were in the suite, we just kept hearing coffee brand coffee. And I was like, what? Oh, looking around, and then I open the chat, and all I see is chats, coffee brand, coffee, coffee. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> Quartering, Jeremy. Yeah, right. He gave us four hundred bucks. More than that. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. Shout out to Coffee Brand Coffee. Is that CoffeeBrandCoffee.com? I have no idea. Let's find out. I was I like, my mood was like on a scale of one to ten. One being like, I just want to just like just lay, lay me down in the bed and close my <laughs> eyes. I don't want to think about this anymore. And the then the 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 so. I was I was being kind of vague in the tweets, but I'll explain a little bit. The 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 supervisor cop walks over, and then I was just like immediately at ten. I'm like, yes, Let's it's go. over. So basically, credible threat. That's it. That's all. Yeah, better safe yeah. than sorry. Yep. That's fine. Uh, so you know, normally, uh, let me let me clarify a few things for everybody. My lord, it's past midnight. It's so late. <laughs> I keep seeing people be like. I don't, I can't believe this is real. Like, how does it keep happening? Certainly the police realize it's not happening anymore. Okay. Did you watch the cops walk in the room? I can't believe people are like, okay, thinking this is not, this is not actually happening. The cops walked in the room. And for one, we can't show everything that's happening for security reasons. We can't just film all these squad cars and vehicles. And protocols and, and there's and operational right. security as well that we want to When the bomb yeah. robot came out, they told us absolutely no filming is allowed. Of course not. Uh, now, I will say Chicken City has a live audio stream on the property all the time. So you can always, you know, people were tuning into that. But um, 
What was I going to say? Oh, hot, yeah. Hot chicken action. That's what you're yeah, going to say. Hot chicken action. There's a, there's a rat snake now <laughs> attacking. Snake. Oh, yeah. It's eating the eggs. You guys party at a different level around here. Yeah. So I'll give you that. So, wild, wild <laughs> I want to explain something. Every single threat results in a police response. That's right. Every single one. And we get, and people are like, why? Don't the cops realize it's fake? It's because they have to respond for that reason. When people do swattings, their goal is to shock the system to the point where the police don't care anymore. But that's not how it works these days. When you get swatted, the cops show up in full force. Now we have multiple security. I can't, I'm not going to explain. We, we have armed guards. I won't go into great detail about that. And so now when we get swatted, there's a security protocol. Unfortunately for us, you know, because we've, we've had other issues and we, we, we know we've got security. We know how to handle it. This time it was credible. And considering what happened in what happened in uh, Chevy Chase with Brett Kavanaugh, yeah, Brett, yeah, yeah. which just happened today, some guy came out with zip ties and weapons. When this time when it happened, when we got word that something was going on, I was just like, "Oh, whatever." Like you know, Lydia jumped up, and I'm like, "Oh, is this thing happening?" Oh, whatever. We have guards for this. We have protocol for this. And then uh, I started getting some messages, and then the key information as to what the issue was contained uh it was credible mm. and i will so say being like, a special operator your security is pretty good it's good pretty tight. yeah the issue is that uh I, I don't i can't give away i can't give out too much details to explain how yeah. this went down because obviously people would try to exploit it but we had a credible threat and so that's why you, you see me get up and leave the room we assess the situation then i came back we have to get up and then uh i was a little bit vague about it and I'm not going to give away too much about the, the the type of units that were dispatched, but they were specialists. They were not just beat cops. And uh, we had to, we, we you know, we had a variety of different branches come out to take care of the credible threat. And uh, everyone's fine. Everything's safe. It's late. I'm tired. So as I was saying, the pharmaceutical industry <laughs> is <laughs> the Federal Reserve time is this? and the intelligence agencies. I want to do that again. That's that's here. overtime. Yeah. That's definitely overtime. So tomorrow we're going to have Tommy back on the show. That's right. Because yeah, that was so. it. totally brutal, man. I apologize for <laughs> you getting dragged in all this. That's all right. No, we got to hang out and uh, have some good conversations. We, we saved a crawfish. So yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Yeah. There's worse uh, times to, or time to spend in your life, so I mean, we're good. You know, it made me think of security in general because I think a lot of American people, at least I was, I, I lived with like I don't. It never crossed my mind. We sure. had the cops; everything was taken care of. Civil society, but it's not really naturally like that. You, sure. you really got to take care of your your own, you know. So it's, well, you do. I mean, that's the reality. I mean, I mean, I think everything. I'm sure we'll talk more about it later. But I mean, the reality is, I mean, look over the last you know few weeks, the things that have happened. You 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 are responsible to take care of yourself. For sure. Shout out to the police, man. You guys rock. Yeah. So amazing dudes. Amazing people. We have, uh, the in the, in the analytics, <laughs> 455,000 total viewers since the show started. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. but most of those are empty rooms. Empty yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I am so amused that, uh, the empty room was more interesting than we were. I was a little, um, yeah, the perturbed. views went up. I know. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> we're like, wait a minute. Meditation. Yeah, Everyone was saying up. that this was better than CNN. So, yeah. That's I should have left the website up. At least people would have been checking oh, out the website. Yeah. So, so whenever. Better music next time. Yeah, right. So, so here's how it goes down. <laughs> we have a security issue. We increase our security to adapt to it. Yep. Next time a security issue happens, it has no effect. That's how basically things were going until the bomb squad ended up showing up the last time. 
And then we adapted our security and we've solved all these problems. And most of these adaptations are kind of like really basic, simple things that don't really matter that much. It's like, oh, you know, Common if we sense. just like do this and that, like there's no big deal. Uh, this time, it's incredible. I don't think we have to worry about it. Like it, it's just, I don't hey, know. You got to be better. It's better safe than sorry. That always in times like that, you know, I mean, no matter what, no matter how many times it happens, it's definitely better to be safe than sorry. This, you know, it's since January, we've had uh, eight other swattings. And then one, one, one instance of the bomb squad coming out. Yeah. But they're so obviously bunk garbage. Right. So that we just, we adapted our security model and it's, there's no issue. Some people are saying like they don't understand why this hasn't happened to Ben Shapiro. Uh, the Daily Wire, they, oh, yeah. they have a lot of money, you know? They have a lot of money. They have, and, and it's crazy. I don't want to, I don't want to say too much, but, uh, every, 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 people with more experience than us know how to take care of this and, and, and better than we've, we, we've been able to. So it's, it's really that simple. I think the show's young. We yeah. had tremendous and rapid growth over the past year or so. Now we're building that security protocol so that these things don't happen. Well, the other thing, too, is I personally didn't expect to be at this level of, like, influence. And I don't view us as being extremists or anything. All we do is talk about the news and current events. And for some reason, so unbelievably inflammatory to people, they think they need to make threats against us. I don't get it. I think it just comes with the the territory in the entertainment industry. A lot of it is security based. Like you look at Hollywood and the way they built like Paramount Studios, it's mm-hmm. just a walled com. You can't even get right. in without. You yeah. Know, crazy. Yeah. We 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 yeah. We got some. Uh, we've had issues. People know about them. It's crazy. There was a when we lived in the south South Jersey area. There was a really famous YouTuber who lived a few blocks away. Literally no security at all. It was just like a residential house, and I'm and he's got like a expensive car in his driveway and i'm just like oh. millions of subscribers yeah anyway it's twelve twenty-two, so i don't think uh also youtube crashed and deleted all the super chats <laughs> oh, you know whatever right. <laughs> uh here i can just re- i can remember one it's jeremy hambly saying to buy his coffee <laughs> i could use some of that coffee brand coffee <laughs> right, right, right now, now yeah <laughs> i could go for some coffee brand coffee this morning because i gotta wake up at 7 a.m oh good morning everyone it's twelve yeah. twenty-three oh, where right, i'm yeah. at yeah, yeah. Funny. <laughs> so when the cop walks up to me and he's like going over the report he's like it's now friday <laughs> Oh, thanks, and I was like, bro. no, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's not Happy Friday. It's Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday, you're right. Yeah. That's funny. So, all right. Tommy, do you want to shout anything out? No, just go ahead. Check out, well, it's the middle of the night now, but check out the <laughs> website, TommyAltman.com. I appreciate you guys. Seriously, I really do think that this is the future of news. Yeah. I think uh, corporate Longer. news is dead, and this is what's being birthed out of it. It's, hey, listen, if if uh, if this is what came out of COVID alone, then I think <laughs> maybe it was worth it all. So that's uh, great. This is this has been the, the change, you know, longer form podcasts and everything. So uh, I will say, yeah, we're definitely not able to get a members only show up tonight. So I apologize for that. But we're gonna have Tommy back tomorrow, so yeah. we can we can have a, a a new another shot at this and uh, smash the like button, subscribe, share the show, whatever. What a fun night, huh? You can follow the show <laughs> at Timcast IRL. Follow us on Instagram. We have clips. You can follow me personally on on Instagram, where I basically I don't know. I just post stupid memes or something and tweets or something stuff like that. I'm really tired, <laughs> Luke. I like doing that. Thanks for coming on. I'm excited yeah, for the course. conversation tomorrow. Uh, LukeUncensored.com is my website. Hope to see some of you guys there. Ian. Uh, yeah. Hug your friends, man. Uh, get some rest. Be kind. Be cool. Catch you guys later. Yeah, it was kind of fun to get outside this evening because I never get to get out this time of night. We saw crawfish. We saw a bunch of lightning bugs, which I always love. You guys can follow me on Twitter and minds.com at sourpatchlids as well as sourpatchlids.me. Yeah, let's see. uh, We'll uh, we'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow for sure when we're all rested up. And, 
you know, it was a crazy day with what, you know, what, uh, what with happened, uh, what with all that happened with the Supreme Court justice. And then just this happening here is just like, I'm going to make me a hot cocoa with some whipped cream. Time for bed. Thanks for hanging out, everybody, for the three hours, (laughs) only to come back and get a quick, like, five-minute update. But we'll be back tomorrow. Of course, I'll be back at 10 a.m. at YouTube.com slash TimCastNews. I'll have a segment up there. I don't know what I'll talk about. Maybe it'll be news. Maybe I'll just talk about life because this stuff's crazy. And um, we'll see you all then. Bye, guys.